0: Listeners, welcome to Adventure Seed Podcast, a random roller podcast where every show is different. I'm Heather. And I'm Whitney. Out of 20 possibilities, we chose
1: to read Cult of Dracula Dracula <laughs> by writer Rich Davis and Pencil Inks artist Henry Martinez with the this cover artist Jorge's or George's. Georges. Genty
0: uh for today's adventure i got to meet him yesterday awesome well all of them actually. we'll talk about that in a second yes (laughs) uh we also rolled for drinks whitney is having a rum and i rolled up a water so stick around and see what chaos we come up with today (laughs) (laughs) i think it's funny you rolled a water (laughs) i try to say water like it's really sophisticated water h2o
1: (laughs) well in certain worlds and realms and visions and movies water is very valuable yes (laughs) <laughs> Tank girl, hello. I mean, Thomas Farmer's book we read last time. Oh,
0: yeah, that's <laughs> true.
1: So uh, some of my favorite true crime pods, like Once Upon a Crime, give a warning up front about graphic content. And I feel like we should give that warning to our listeners, uh, like an eyeball warning, because, you know, the cover's great, fantastic. The first page, cool, whatever. But then suddenly you see some really graphic things, some really graphic death. Of some innocence.
0: Yeah, it's a horror novel, so if you know anything about the horror genre, you can expect some blood, gore, and guts every once in a while. Yeah, but this one definitely
1: needs a warning.
0: Oh, definitely. Y'all, this
1: smash-in-your-face-from-the-start new horror comic book series takes off with a massive shock to the system. I pre-wrote this. If you can't tell, setting a chaotic tempo for a promising new take on the mythos stories of Dracula, the occult, and witch lore.
0: Uh, creator Rich Davis <laughs> says it's witchy, it's weird, it's helter skelter within a hippie cult dedicated to an ancient blood goddess. You know Bram Stoker's genre-defining classic by heart, but you have no idea where this story is going.
1: Yeah, I just I wanted to include that quote because it it is pretty good. Yeah, I wanted to it the It tells website. you everything
0: you need to know. About Absolutely. What-
1: I went to the Cult of website and they're playing House of the Rising Sun in a really low, trippy version of it. It's 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 a well done website. This is a brand new comic that just has just now come out. It's a pandemic, wasn't pandemic created, but it was pandemic mm-hmm. produced and illustrated or published. Yes. So it's just it's a little different. It's a little different in, in the world. And Like all the great cults and secret societies, Ordo Dracul, uh, or Order of the Dragon, in, I guess, is that Latin? Sure. Um, (laughs) Has been veiled and hidden from society.
0: In this issue, we meet um, the variants of Professor Van Helsing, Jonathan Harker, and Mina Murray.
1: So, Mina Murray, in the original Bram Stoker novel, is Jonathan Harker's fiancé. Okay. And in this comic, and... You know, we can say spoilers again if we need to, but you all kind of get the gist of what we are here now. So, you know, not to listen if you don't want to find out some interesting bits and pieces about a book. But Professor Van Helsing is a professor Mm -hmm. in this one as well. Jonathan Harker is a cameraman. And Mina Murray is a journalist slash grad student. Yes. And I think the cameraman is also a grad student mm-hmm. of some sort. I got that as well. That's that's the that's the cover story anyway. Mm-hmm. It's clear from reading this book that you have no idea what's really gonna be happening. What's real, what's fake, what's an illusion or a spell versus what's reality.
0: I mean with vampires you can never trust anything.
1: Well, glamour, hello. I don't know why I'm on that hello thing. I think one of the kids, one of the kids taught that to me recently or reintroduced that into my vocabulary. But um I actually had the uh privilege or honor or whatever, or he had the privilege and honor (laughs) to have me on as a consultant, the witch consultant, if you will, for this series. And I got to collab a little bit with some of the symbology deciding Mm -hmm. and how it was incorporated and I it's really kind of fun to see my input blossom Mm -hmm. on this comic book because I don't know what he's going to do with any of the information I gave him I just get to see it as it unfolds before Mm -hmm. you guys and it's kind of it's kind of fun like the eight the Ouroboros eight is very much driven off of some witch lore and vampire lore and magic and chaos magic and Mm -hmm. gaming so it's, it's kind of fun to see that and see all the little bits and pieces
0: of it. Um, early in his comic book creation, for, for those that might not know, um, Cult of Dracula actually started as a stage play that he wrote. And I did not know that. Yeah, it was a stage play that they put on in uh, Wilmington. The, the creator, Rich Davis, used to own a theater there. And so this was a stage play they wrote and produced out of that theater. And he originally wanted to turn it into a film, uh, but because the film industry is such that it is and you have to like know people. And, uh, and he ended up taking it comic book direction. And so when he was trying to pare down the stage play into a series of six comics, um, I also had the privilege because I teach creative writing in English to look at his very initial notes and, and see like where he was cutting the different pieces and I was like, well, for, for flow of story, I would move this back an issue or forward an issue or your concept here. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, so from a consulting standpoint, like I have no idea what he was going to take for, from the feedback I gave. He might have been like, that's a nice feedback trash can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, I think
1: that's kind of the fun of when, when you are a small author or a writer or artist or whatever you may be. Mm-hmm. Those local collaborations and input that you receive from beta readers, beta testers, mm-hmm. all of that, it's its so valuable and it's very instrumental in how like what path you take as the creator mm-hmm. and what what you do with it. So it's really fun to see our input and mm-hmm. what we said or what we may have done. And again, to have your name printed, like we discussed in mm-hmm. Tom Farmer's, Thomas Farmer's novel, it's just fun to see your name yep. in writing. And I, like, how exciting must it be for Rich Davis to see his name and to see his, his work, his creation, in print. And actually, Second Sight Publishing did a really great job. It feels like it's a nicer comic book than most of the DC and Marvel comic books that I picked yeah, up, to Yeah, it's honest. a
0: heavier paper that they've used for their cover.
1: The cardstock weight is heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The printing is beautiful. Uh, so, in comic books, we've discussed this before, I think, in which, at what point? It might have been Snot Girl, when we were like, we're not really sure who all to credit in a novel. Yeah. So, the the cover is done by George's Genty. There are variant covers by Chris Callahan and another one by george George's Genty. And then there are also like you've got your pen and inks. you've got your
0: colors. you've got your writer creator, you've got your letters. and i I realize once we actually got the book in our hand this week, um, when we recorded the Tom Farmer episode, we accidentally credited the art to George's Genesies, but it's Henry Martinez. So, Henry, we apologize. Well, Henry Martinez is the Pincel Inks for the art. Yeah.
1: But the the cover artist is George Disney, and I didn't know what to put in the, right. the verbiage because right. I don't know. but. The book itself has everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has all the the appropriate accreditation. And so does second Sight publishing yes. and cold of Dracula. So definitely check our show notes out for mm-hmm. that information, but it is fun to see the different, the three characters. We, we don't get a lot from the first one. There's a lot of art. It's a lot yes. of visual. There's a lot of, what is it when you are subjective mm-hmm. or what is it when you're making assumptions? Assuming? Well, I mean, assuming, but we're taking a lot of, of liberty here to say what we think is happening. Because we yes. honestly have no clue.
0: Well, yeah, the way that Rich Davis has set up the story, you meet these characters in the beginning of, of the book pretty quickly. But you don't really... You, you see these scenes of death and destruction, but then... It seems like we're at a similar church and none of that has happened yet. There's what may be apparitions. Well, the church is from the cult, obviously. Because
1: that eight Ouroboros thingy Mm -hmm. is everywhere. And the cult representative is very, hey, y'all, come on in here. You're going to have to follow our rules. Yeah. (laughs) Which is fun in and of itself. And it's got all the, if you love Brom Stoker's novel, it's got all of the bigs. Mm -hmm. Lucy's in here, which show there's the three vampire brides of Dracula. Dracula's in here is a very Charles Manson-esque cult leader. Mm -hmm. They're clearly, Lucy, one of the the vampires in the original and the vampire in this novel, is clearly a little touched in her brain. Mm -hmm. She's not all there. Uh, they, I'm assuming that the three women on the cover are the three brides of Dracula and Ordu Dracul. Yeah, and I mean, even even the cult leader that we're assuming is a vampire looks very much like Charles <laughs> Manson. Yeah, I mean the long flowing hair of the '70s. He says it's a hippie cult, so it's very much in that vein, and it's very interesting.
0: He has some dialogue that's very Manson-esque as well in in the story. Oh my gosh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't quite understand all the
1: jive and the, yeah. the the talk, <laughs> the back and forth, and the it, it was very interesting to say the least. That he he talks about his bang bang, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when I, he's pointing the gun. So it is very interesting. He's got some sort of scarring mm-hmm. or. Deformity Pustals or deformity or something on his face, which is really interesting for a cult leader. Usually the cult leaders are just drop dead gorgeous mm-hmm. or very charismatic. And, um, half of his face is, and the other half is very, so it, it, maybe this is like the, the creator's way of saying the duality of nature, even yeah. within a
0: beast. It's, it's very Jekyll and Hyde-esque. Yeah. Just to, to drop a different horror reference there.
1: Well, and so the, the cult leader also has, you know, his his uh, witch talisman on his neck, which is is very much a a tool in the pagan culture. So I, I like seeing that on there. I also like the like. I don't know who the investigator or not the investigator, but who Arthur Holmwood is. There's clearly an issue with him because Lucy freaks the fuck out, mm-hmm. and he's like. Go if you know what's good for you.
0: Get out of here. Well, and he he talks about how, like, he's kind of trapped here and he had to, like, pay a lot of money to this cult. But we don't know the history with that. And he seems to n- know, maybe by acquaintance or know well, the camera guy at the very least. Well, no,
1: he's introducing himself. And the camera guy's like, oh, are you oh, right, the Arthur Holmwood?" Yeah, yeah, she's the like, camera she guy she him. Lucy freaks out. Yeah in her weird childlike brainwashed way, freaks out and like blames Arthur Mm -hmm. essentially for bringing on that question, that line of questioning. Yeah. So there's a, there's also an investigator. Yes. And I'm not really, I can't really tie in the investigator and the Bram Stoker novels currently because I'm doing all this off of my memory of the book and not reading the book again. But he's got files of Lucy, the person who's Mm -hmm. been brainwashed, of uh, Professor Van Helsing, although I think his name might be something else, or it doesn't even show his name. Like, it's the the, the photo is clipped over the file. But you can see Mina Murray, and you can see Lucy Westenra, Mm -hmm. who is the brainwashed person. And... This Mina Murray is who we are seeing as kind of the the person on camera, the journalist type inspired Mm -hmm. grad student. And she keeps having flashbacks, for lack of a better word, or maybe repressed memories or maybe they're illusions from the Ordo Dracul cult leader. Yeah, we're not really sure what's happening, but you see some pretty twisted shit. Well and we're not really sure I mean the 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 flashback or the memory or whatever it is mm-hmm. like it shows this giant Wind. orgy yeah <laughs> orgy or sex magic or feeding mm-hmm. of vampire and it's it's a very like I don't know if this is Dracula. I don't know if this is Lilith. But it's obviously Lilith inspired. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know of the goddess Lilith. Yes, yes. But she, the dark goddess. And she is very much wings splayed. She's beautiful. She's the comic book. This is my only like true negative about the whole thing. Is I really hate it when any comic book does the big giant booby, tiny little waist, awkward positioning. The, the barbification of... Of characters. Yeah, I just don't like yeah. that. It doesn't make any sense. There's so many great comic book artists that just can't get out of that. Because there's some weird misogynistic dudes. Well, <laughs> and I
0: think I think having read enough comics up to this point, I think that there is like, I don't want to say like a cultural art history to doing that in comics, because I don't want to give it that much credit. Um, dudes just like boobs. But <laughs> there's a certain art style that, that, You know, yeah, you know
1: exactly what I'm talking about. When I say that, every single female immediately pings to that. Like the there's a Spider-Man cover frequently of Gwen Stacy, and she's her her torso and her hips are completely wrong angles. Like exorcist turn your head style. Like it just and she the bosom is huge. She's like 16 Mm -hmm. or 17 year old, supposedly. Yeah. And this it's just insane. Um, and this kind of this this one image kind of brings that forth mm-hmm. in me, so I kind of have to, like, it bubbles up a little bit. Yeah. And I have to kind of, like, quash it a little mm-hmm. just to not be upset because the rest of it, everything else is done really well. And there are a time and places where big boobies are exciting and, and I she mean, is I a guess, goddess.
0: I was going to say, I guess if you're, like, a death underworld goddess, then... You might really have big boobies. Yeah. I mean, like, like, it might like, be a symbol of fertility or something. Yeah.
1: It's just... The olden pagan days, when they did have a big-bosomed goddess, she was frequently paired with big everything else. Yes. Like, it was proportionate. And this one example is not quite proportionate. All the females are beautiful and sexy, and all of the males have paunches. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. single male has a paunch. They got that dad bod. So, you know, that's a little bit like, okay, but... That's my only one, kind of negative. But the rest of it, mm-hmm. like the, the face of the Lilith Demon goddess creature mm-hmm. thing, or Dracula, or whatever it is, vampire goddess, like her eyes and her face and her cheekbones and all that, it's insane. The coloring, yes. like the way who, who, the I who really, the colors. I really
0: like the color palette of this comic book. It it opens with a very orangey-blue color palette. Trevor Richardson
1: nailed it on yes. the colors.
0: Um, but like anytime I see that sickening orange colored sky It's a like,
1: bruised sky. Yeah. Like you, that's you, you know you bad smell things smell the bad things are happening. You smell a sulfur of the hurricane mm-hmm. or you know what I mean? Like it's just it's there. Yeah. Like it sets a certain tone and you know it's it's trepidation ahead. Yes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Definitely. So, um, you know, overall, I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to see what happens next. Like, it's, I love, I love vampire lore, though. Like, I'm a sucker
0: for vampires. See, I have not read Brom Stoker's Dracula, so I'm at a disadvantage in reading this book. Which cracks me up, because you're a freaking English teacher, and you also love the
1: era in which the novel was written. So it's really bizarre to me that you haven't. But I'm not a
0: huge horror fan. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I know, I know, like, 1700s, 1800s horror is way different than horror today. It is way different. And I challenge you
1: at some point in your busy life <laughs> in the next year yeah. to read Dracula. And maybe we could do a... Maybe oh, that yeah, could be one of it. our shows. Let's do it. In the future.
0: Uh, it'll be the beginning of module three because that's how long it takes us to read big books. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. <laughs> we get... But now, I think other novels that we've already read... That one was very challenging just yes. because it wasn't in our typical repertoire. No. However, like I think if it's a novel we've ever read, we can kind of refresh ourselves with our own versions of Cliff's Notes. Yes, but man, do we stay our age by saying Cliff's Notes?
0: Yeah, most kids don't use that anymore. Oh, uh, do you remember Cliff's Notes? Yeah, I mean they still have a website for it. But do you remember going into the oh, bookstore, going to buy them? and seeing the yes. little? It was like a little magazine stand that was separate from all the other books. What always made me happy every (laughs) summer is Barnes and Noble, like all of the summer reading lists for high schools, they would put all the books on the same table with the cliff notes stand right beside it, just in case you were that kid instead. They still wanted to get that sale off of you. Were you that kid? Oh, I was never that kid. I never was either, but that's because I enjoyed it and I ate books like they were candy. Now, when I got to college and I was taking six English classes at once... I became that kid, but I, I ended up going like, if there was a, a play stage version of Shakespeare, I would watch that instead of read the play. Or if I could get the audio book, I would listen to that while I was commuting to and from campus instead of reading the book and absolute worst case scenario, I would cliff note something. That's funny. But uh, only because I was reading 147 books that semester. I and mean, that
1: makes sense. And I'm not, there's zero judges yeah. on people that had to read cliffs notes. It's just, Sometimes the teachers would get the cliffs notes and make the test based off of that, except for like five questions. You know what I mean? And so like unless you read the book, you're not getting those now, five questions. Even right.
0: today. When I assign an essay, I'll go check out the Cliffs Notes, the Spark Notes, the Schmoop, the Grade Saver, whatever website. You are showing your teacher. I, uh, but I don't I, even know what half those sites are. Yeah. I uh, but I'll read all of the already written essays on those websites so that when kids turn in their essay,
1: the
0: I already know where wow. they stole it from. You're so smart. <laughs> yeah, they don't like they don't like that when I catch them. That's so funny.
1: Well, I mean, like I said, I did enjoy it a lot and I can't wait to see the rest of our contributions Mm -hmm. and how like we kind of play out in the books.
0: Do you want to know a fun other Easter egg tidbit? Yeah. So because I haven't read Bram Stoker's Dracula. When I was reading this, uh, Rich Davis also has a dog named Mina. Oh yeah, I forgot. And so I thought that the main character was named after his dog. No, their dog is named after. Brock There's, Stoker's I know novel. that now. This is the first time <laughs> I've known that. But one of the variant covers, um, the Mina mm-hmm. character is hugging the little Mina dog that's yep. drawn after their pet. I know it looks just
1: like her too. Yes.
0: Oh. I dog sit and I've gotten the chance to dog sit for them.
1: And Mina is so adorable. She's, she's a princess. She is the most super mm-hmm. vampire princess of all. And she totally glamorizes you with her eyeballs. Yes. It's fun. Well, uh, we've discussed many times how writers and artists are their own small businesses. And we have personally already shouted out Nirvana Comics quite a bit because Rich Davis has been a friend to the podcast mm-hmm. for years at Garrett works there. Uh, he's allowed us to utilize his space a time or two while nope. recording. And we have absolutely, we don't get paid by Rich Davis. Nope. We, we buy our own comics. We don't, we're, they're not gifted We to don't us. even get free comics. Yeah, no. So like, we truly are just kind of like fangirls and fanboys of local comic shops of any comic shops, of bookstores Mm -hmm. in general. So we're not going to drop Nirvana Comics again as our business plug. But what we are going to do is we're going to talk about another local business called Petal Java (laughs) Coffee. I'm hyped up on coffee in case you can't tell. Petal Java Coffee. They are a Knoxville-owned business. And if you all uh, checked out our Instagram feed or our Facebook feed, you would have seen my giant skull. coffee that I had earlier today to prep me for doing two shows in a row. And um, we stole
0: a little blurb from their page. Heather? Uh, Pedal Java was born in a break room with small coffee gadgets and a desire for a better life. Within two months of starting the company, they transitioned from part-time coffee peddlers to full-time. Their business was growing and they became a little overwhelmed uh, so, they began taking their coffee bike to large offices in town through the week and then local events on the weekend. After the first year, uh, they were working part time during large events, and now it's a full time business. And they are
1: both full of like passion and energy and love. It's Pedal Java and Mrs. Pedal Java on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Their page is Pedal Java uh, Coffee. Pedal, like, the, we're saying pedal as in P-E-D-A-L because, because they actually pedal. have, like, a trike bike that is... Has like he makes his own equipment. Mm -hmm. So, like, he's welded together this contraption that pulls along a little like Mm -hmm. food truck type thing for coffee. And it's just, it's amazing. They go to all the conventions, all the fan shows. They go like they go to offices. They donate coffee to teachers. Mm -hmm. They donate coffee to doctors and nurses' offices and hospitals. Mm -hmm. They're such a valuable part of our community. And the pandemic hit all events people really hard absolutely and so we definitely want to highlight pedal java uh it's pedaljava.com. they are just amazing i cannot tell you oh, how I, good
0: their coffee is i saw on their their website they also will do weddings and other large events yeah they so, cater they do coffee bars and it's the
1: cutest shit ever yeah. so fucking cute
0: so if your wedding is not down for like An open bar, drunken, crazy fest. You can just get all your guests hyped up. Or if you don't want to do
1: alcohol, because you know people people are day drinking like Mm -hmm. never before, Mm -hmm. or people are quitting, like quitting Mm -hmm. alcohol altogether during the quarantine, trying Mm -hmm. to better their lives because maybe alcohol was hard for them. I mean, caffeine is a great option.
0: We have several recovered alcoholics in our family, and I'm not ashamed to talk about that because it's a hard thing to overcome. Yeah, and I'm very proud of them. But like, when, it's challenging. Yeah, so when we have large wedding events, like, we don't have bars at our weddings out of respect to those people. So, so knowing there's a, a different fun, drink option, Yeah. very exciting. Yeah. And they're just
1: amazing people. Mm-hmm. They do a monthly event at their warehouse. They, um, uh, they... <laughs> They deliver like if you choose local delivery, if you're in the Knox County area, mm-hmm. they will deliver it to you. Yeah. So like they, Mister Pedal Java shows up at your door on with a bike. giant thing of coffee. Yeah. Well, their van and it's really cute. Their Aww. decal is super I'm cute. It looks glad like they don't pedal all over Knox <laughs> County. Well, the driver's seat looks like he's on a bicycle. Oh, that's but, even like better. the graphics. It's super cute. But anyway, I just I really wanted to highlight them. So thank you, Heather, for letting mm-hmm. me do that. Uh, so we are going to roll up for our next show. Heather, you've got the dice. You want to roll first? Yes.
0: Ooh, that was so loud. You
1: rolled a four. I'm going to pull up our list real fast and see what four is. Do you want to go ahead and roll your drink as well? Yes, I will. I rolled a 19 for my drink. Okay, so we are going to read a psychology article. I'm assuming like yes. one of the books, like we're going to pick a weird topic and yeah. we're going to talk about it. Mental health awareness is important. Yes, Geeks more than any other demographic definitely suffer from mental illnesses because part of our mental illnesses is what drives us inward in mm-hmm. our brain. So that's going to be kind of fun. Uh, since you rolled it, it is dealer's choice. All so right. you're going to pick out a cool psycholo- psychology article uh it's not i called it an article because i didn't know what to
0: call it um, is it a report or well if it's coming from like a peer-reviewed journal it's definitely let's an do, article okay listen yeah. i think that's the best way to do I it i actually have one in mind already
1: see like she didn't know she hasn't seen the updated list because i just took it upon myself to do it so yay <laughs> you got a diet dr pepper you i'm so excited i oh shit i rolled oh, a year old low a lager beer.
0: Oh, that's not terrible. It's not terrible at all.
1: No. I took off Coors Light and replaced it with lager beer. Good choice. So, thank the gods. <laughs> <laughs> thank the Tom- Thomas Farmer gods. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I actually had so much fun today. That was fun. That
0: was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't wait to to read more of this Cult of Dracula. I know. There's be, five
1: more issues, so I weird. think. Yeah, I've already
0: pre-ordered. I
1: pre-ordered all of mine. Oh, nice. So I'm really excited. All right, so looks like we will be reading a psychology journal article next time. We had another fun one-off
0: here today at Adventure Seed Podcast. Follow our quest, Adventure Seed Podcast, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and wherever you get your podcasts. May the dice always be in your favor.
1: Roll well.